know it. We almost made it to 20 episodes. Hold your breath. We're so close. This is episode 19 of Corporate Lunch, the GQ Style podcast. I'm GQ Style Editor-in-Chief Will Welch. State your name. Noah Johnson. As me. That's Noah Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Today. Let's go. Uh, it is. We are in the throes of the fashion shows, and yeah. we are going to talk about the fashion designer merry-go-round. Yeah. Man, I have to say, uh, it's like... The NBA trade de- trade deadline meets um, meets like the day before like Wall Street reporting numbers come out. It's like the gossip, the fashion world gossip. Is I think in of full it as like uh, effect. I think of it as like American gladiators. It is like like fashion gladiators. Yeah, just people like shooting like massive Nerf cannons at each other while they're walking a tightrope. Um, there's a lot. The rumor mill is just is rocking and rolling. I just got back from. I was in Florence and Milan and Paris and London, and um, uh, it's basically like every time, every dinner you sit down at, and and so on. People are just um, spreading the gossip, which is quite fun, I have to say. So, how much of what you were hearing came true? I mean, there are things that that remain. Uh, we don't have full clarity on all of what's happening. Not we, at all. We we're in the middle. We know some new things. But the rumor mill is always interesting because, like, on one hand, it's like every rumor always comes true. It's like yeah. a, a thing that I sometimes believe. And then on the other hand, you're like, nothing, like, all this is nonsense that people just made up. Well, the the the, the perfect thing about it is that there's a total mix. Yeah. So, yeah. like, Kim Jones is, is out at Louis He's leaving Louis Vuitton, yeah. no question. And then he leaves Louis Vuitton. But then it's like, Eddie is going to Dior yeah. for sure. It's done. That's an amazing rumor. The deal is done. So good. Which is also interesting because Dior, of course, has both men's a, a, a men's and women's designer in place. Yeah. And so, like the day after, people are saying that that is absolutely happening. The yeah. ink, the ink is dry. Yeah. It's like boom, Eddie to Celine. That's a funny one to think because maybe, maybe the genesis of that rumor was that there's there's like knowledge that Eddie had signed a contract with a big fashion house. And was taking yeah, over. Yeah, with LVMH. Yeah, exactly. And then, the, like, that kind of, someone saw him there with his lawyer or something, and then somehow it just became like, oh, yeah, he's going back to Dior. What if it was a last-minute switcheroo? Amazing. What if on Saturday he truly was going to Dior, and on Sunday he was going to Celine? Or even, I mean, the Phoebe Philo news isn't really that old, but, yeah, it could have been a switcheroo at some point. Oh, that's amazing. That's such a good So call. Phoebe Philo was the designer at Celine. Yeah. I mean, they're saying she's going to Chanel. Oh. They're saying she's following Carl. I don't know who they is. They say. <laughs> oh, but by the way, I should offer a disclaimer. All of this is just <laughs> wild, wild speculation. Like literally said to said to me by um, skateboarding teenagers on the streets. <laughs> like they, w- I would be walking down the street in Paris, and this kid would just whiz by on a skateboard and be like, "Phoebe to Chanel." <laughs> be like, "What, Dad?" Um, uh, yeah. So that I mean that is the level that we're dealing with. Just to be clear, and then of course, okay. So then it's like Kim Jones definitely burberry and then i was at this dinner and these two dudes were like nah you got it wrong kim jones is absolutely going to versace right and then i heard he's not going to either that he's got offers on the table for both is not going to either the other name that i keep hearing in the mix is Stuart vivers to do what currently at coach he's at coach i don't know people like what he's done at coach could it be burberry question mark it's unclear that seems more likely than versace but but if you're, I guess, just thinking about like the openings that are, yeah. that exist. Yeah. But my question is, if Kim Jones is not going to Burberry or to Versace, where is he going? Relaunch Kim Jones, the label. <laughs> I don't know. There could be something that we don't even 
know about. Well, that's what I'm asking. What are we not thinking about? And also, what Brioni, about J.W. Anderson? Brioni. J.W. Anderson goes to Jonathan Anderson goes to Burberry. Whoa. Virgil Abloh gets Vuitton. Yep. Okay, so that was obviously the hottest debated yep. move of all. Yeah. Do you want to start with Virgil at Vuitton, or do you want to start with what does Eddie Slamen yeah. at Celine mean for Celine? Yeah, let's talk about Eddie and Celine because this is a uh, contentious. A lot of people are not happy about this. The takes are takey. A lot of um, a lot of people are not happy about this. I've so, do you, will you will you explain a little a little of that? The most valid thing that I've heard, uh, not most valid, whatever. One of the popular takes, and one that I pretty much agree with, is that Celine was sort of sacred ground for women who are concerned about style and yes. women and and men concerned like, is the right word yeah people who take that take that really seriously exactly and not even like not even the insane fashion people but the people who sort of like strongly aligned with this vision and <clears throat> with, uh, but like people like women who have specific things to get dressed for absolutely and they, and they go there yeah and money to spend to do it but yeah even even women who didn't have the money, I think, sort of worshipped at at the foot of Phoebe Philo because she was this representation of she understood what women wanted to wear, how they wanted to wear it, and that's what she made. And the one criticism of the fashion industry on the women's side is that that doesn't happen all that much. Right. That like not enough of it is designed by women for women with women in mind. And Phoebe had done this at an extremely high uh, level, both in terms of like luxury and in terms of you know, like progression and ideas. And she kind of was the one and only who did it. And now the house is being handed over to a man. Yes. A man. And, and what are they saying about what, what they fear that man will do with it? Well, I mean, we've seen what he can do, what he's capable of. And he seems to sort of just do that. And, you know, Dior Ohm, uh, is, is his collections. There are legendary. Yep. Um, you know, for the skinny black suits and the the skinny jeans and the you changes know. the suit forever. Yeah, it's still the suit is still different because of Eddie's Dior <clears> on the suit. And then I think he took a little bit of that sauce to Saint Laurent, where kind of what he did there, maybe less on the like the design side, was more on the business side. He sort of showed like how a house could be kind of rebuilt from the ground up in a way and turned into a mega money-making beast so isn't it, the question is a little bit like is eddie gonna acknowledge the the history of celine the clientele of celine and play within that box or is he just gonna come through kick that box down set up his own box i mean i feel like that <laughs> seems like that's what he does I feel like there's a very obvious answer <laughs> yeah. to what's about to i mean totally. the man dropped eve from eve saint laurent yeah like, yeah. he doesn't, he's not scared. Ruthless. And yeah. I think, like, he, you know, Celine, I don't know anything about the size of the business, but I, it, relative to the other big fashion houses we're talking about, is not very big. You know, it's a women's right. business only, and they probably sell a lot of bags and sunglasses. Yep. They have stores around the world. Sell a lot of sunglasses to Pharrell. Yep. And, you know, but I think what what we're talking about with the scale that they must be interested in achieving here is must be vastly different than where it's at now. I just don't see uh, him coming in and being like, you know, there's certain signifiers of the house yeah. that are really sacred, yeah. and I bow down to them. Yeah. But I, I see, <laughs> I see some, I see some space for me to play in between those those important temples. Well, he's no amateur. I mean, there must be some. It, I, I mean, he he also must be somewhat aware that of that being a criticism or or at least the notion that he's got to come with something new and something different he can't redo what he did with yeah, Saint Laurent. I think I think he might be aware of that and he might also 
his response might be D-N-G-A-F. I think a big heartbreaker, this is kind of silly to say because it wasn't ever on the table, but the, the idea of saline menswear for men is like a thing that's been floated around and the thing that people always wanted and talked about, at least me and like my three nerdy friends did. Well, especially because what Phoebe did was very influenced by menswear, right? Yes. But what we wanted was a menswear collection designed by Phoebe. Yeah. We didn't want a Celine menswear collection. We wanted a Phoebe Philo menswear collection. So we're going to get one of those things, but not the other. Well, maybe she's going to go to Chanel and start menswear. That would be amazing. Why not? I don't know. Why not? That would be so good. Um, I think I would. Would you buy? <laughs> you know, Chanel makes very, very specific, very famous suits. Yeah. Would I buy like a glitter tweedy suit? Yeah. Like, fuzz, like furry glitter tweed? No. Uh, would you like would you like that to exist in the world yeah yeah me too definitely of course i I would buy like a phoebe philo leather quilted fanny pack or something if they came out with that let me ask you this for all the uh, for all the um wow i i I was like spaced (laughs) out i just heard what you said like it took me a two two beat to hear what you said i don't know one thing that i think is interesting is that apparently it was it was a little hard for me to get my head around and this may not be happening but kim jones at versace it was hard to imagine uh-huh. But then people were like, oh, no, dude, it's perfect. I can you imagine a Kim Jones Versace collection? It may not matter if you can or cannot because it might never happen. But I think I can. Yeah, I think I can. Some of the stuff he was he was doing at Vuitton sort of brought was like kind of had a little bit of a glam vibe to it. We never talked about it that way at the time, but a little bit. I'll give you a preview of the spring issue. But we just we just shot a uh, Louis Vuitton kind of a Hawaiian shirt that's like made out of shiny metallic. Yeah. Um, that's that's actually exactly what I was just thinking. It's got like a, uh, it's got some Versace to it. Yeah, that whole spring collection had uh, all that Hawaiian shirt stuff where there was like a layered mesh Hawaiian over a silk Hawaiian. It kind of had a, a little of that Versace sauce on it, maybe. The, you know what's so awesome is this was really on the level of like, no, Kim's been in Milan three times in the last month, <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, I I follow him on Instagram. It looks like he's been at nine different Amman resorts. Yeah. <laughs> but people are like, oh, no, he was spotted at Malpensa Airport. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. It's pretty intense when it gets to be like, damn, people will talk about who's going to get what job way more than they'll talk about a collection. The other thing that's the other name that's missing in all this is Ricardo Tishi. Yeah. I'm I'm ready for the return of Ricardo. To Versace. Apparently that, that you know. That would have happened if it was, was going to happen. It was really right there and it didn't happen. And I haven't heard that being back in the mix. Do you miss Ricardo Tichy? Uh, no, not really. It's not really your, It's not really a Noah, Noah Johnson vibe. No, but I remember. It's a little what bit I, more in my lane. What I miss is, I shouldn't, I, I mean, whatever. He had some excellent collections and Givenchy, he really put that house back on the map i think in a huge way obviously i just he had such a specific aesthetic yeah. it was like such a crystal clear point of view yeah like uh most immediately recognizable in his castings yeah you were like where did you clone these these humans <laughs> of the future you know yeah um pretty amazing I, vision i like even if you, you weren't like ever gonna break break it down to a specific garm that you were gonna go buy yeah there was a real vision oh and the music at those shows Good. I forget the name of those twins. Um, I almost I almost threw this question to Sam High, but this is not a Sam High question. <laughs> he can Google anyway. It. The the music at the shows was just mean. Like it was like being a being at the best club ever. I like when Ricardo's in the spotlight because that dude parties and yeah. he has a big personality and he surrounds yeah. himself with big personalities and he yeah. adds a lot to the culture. And I think. Yep. 
I think that's been like a more noticeable void in a funny way, which is just like the excitement of a designer of that caliber who's out there in the mix, chopping it up, hanging with models and just making the whole thing, creating a whole vibe that like, you know, their people were fans of that, not just pretty the sexy. Yeah. Hey, Ricardo Tishi, I know that you're a friend of the pod. I know that you're tuned in to episode 19 here. Um, we are thinking about GQ style merch. <laughs> and if you would like your big comeback to be uh, at, at, at GQ Styles merch operation, um, well, you have all my cell phone numbers. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Do we want to talk about the fact that Virgil Abloh is going to take over Louis Vuitton? Absolutely. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so this is a – talk about a hot topic. Yeah. Is – the the european fashion establishment ready to hand virgil the keys I th- that is the question yeah i think so i really do i wouldn't have said that like a year ago but i think that that dude has just groomed himself like he he took this thing this brand and you know bl- blew it up like grew a beast you know it's massive someone was i was talking talking to mag about him walking through the showroom and he's like people they were speaking eight languages in there it's oh yeah not, dude. you know it's, it's a, an incredible operation and it's a massive collection there's a massive amount of bags and boots and shoes and other accessories with it it's a proper huge luxury fashion line for for many seasons the knock on virgil was that the fashion shows are basically a um um a circus thrown while he does like serious t-shirt and hoodie business yeah wrong yeah no longer if ever true no longer true the dude is moving units yep all of it i mean to me what is incredible about virgil is the dude has been a uh, complete paradigm breaker yeah he's established a a completely new paradigm for um what a fashion does what a fashion designer can be what a fashion designer's specialties can be i have to say man it's like i don't know it's just an exciting time to work in this world and to follow it like this idea that fashion is pop culture and internet culture and subculture all at once has like never been stronger um you know to be clear we don't know what we're talking about and neither does anybody else out there yeah it's like there are all these discussions happening between designers and fashion houses and the 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 rumor mill is like just absolutely swirling out of control and who knows who knows yeah lvmh Um, never bought supreme they never bought supreme that was supposed to be a done deal yeah (laughs) they never bought it um i heard Sam Hine to Ralph Lauren. Let's go. That's what I heard. Ralph, um, Ralph Jr. Should we do some vibes? I just want to, so in line with this, vibe number one, this is 13 vibes. Sam Hine, drop a bomb or whatever. Shoot lasers out of your eyeballs. Can we get a, mon- can we get a monster yawning? I would, like, <laughs> I would like a monster yawning this morning. It's episode 19, man. Why, you know, why hold yeah. back? This is Dawn Patrol in the content tower, too. We're up early for this. Absolutely. The, co- right. the coffee's hitting. 13. So in line with what we've been talking about, the first vibe is Versace's two chain sneaker. What's yes. it called? Do you know does the, it have a name? The link or something? So this this is a controversial sneaker. It's uh it's outrageously large in proportion and complicated in number of materials it's visually complicated it's uh kind of a running shoe with a giant rubbery sole unit that is it actually like a chain link that's kind of laid on its side to be flat and to be the sole yeah it's super cool i think the shoe itself is not something i would ever wear uh 
it is clearly a sort of a rival or meant to sit on the shelf next to the famous Balenciaga Triple S. <laughs> um, now, did you see the Triple S controversy? Speaking of the Triple yeah, S, amazing, made in China, made in China, eight hundred and thirty bucks. One thing I will say about that, though, and a lot of people, if you talk to anyone who's in the serious business of making large amounts of clothes, they will tell you made in China is not a bad thing. Yeah, China has some of the most sophisticated factories in the world, and in terms of quality, and made in China is also not cheap. If you want to get cheap shoes made, you can go to other countries. Right. It also it also just like everywhere else depends on what factory. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So anyway, I just think it's funny that people immediately assume that like made in China, it's junk. I mean, I guess you want that shit to say made in Italy. I get it. But yeah, but it's a little bit. Naive. No, but 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 let's let's like keep it a buck. You know, it 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 matters what it actually means, yeah. and what it actually means is not what people think. Right. So the fact that it's made in China, we should not just be like, oh, that means it's hot garbage. Right. Like also, I'm pretty sure that. Dimna and Balenciaga know what they're doing. Yeah. So. So the Versace sneaker. I would call. I would call that a non-controversy. Absolutely. Um, and come on, we all know that the triple S is just the king of the sneakers what right the, now. I need you to walk in one day. <laughs> I think I see for you the gray and white triple S. Yeah. Not the not the colorful ones. No. There's a triple black too. That's kind of good. Is there? Yeah, black on black on black. Interesting. Not really my color, but you know, I like to mix the black and Sam, navy. Ma- maybe we should maybe we should pass a hat up at the GQ style offices this afternoon and see if we can scrape together eight hundred and thirty dollars so that Noah can have the, the triple S's that he deserves. Raise the funds. I just wanna shout out that like to me in sneakers there should be more crazy sneakers and more people like two chains should be sitting I don't really know what his involvement actually was. I saw pictures of him appearing to be designing the shoe. Yeah. That should happen more often. And people who think it doesn't People who are like Vogue had a story yesterday that was like the grandpa sneaker thing's over. Let's go back to wearing Converse, and I'm like, yeah, we still wear Converse. I mean, I don't wear these sneakers <laughs> anyway. Well, who doesn't want more of this stuff to exist? Also, let's can we give it more than sixty days? Yeah, like they all just came out. Bella Hadid was wearing the Triple S last week, and everybody went nuts for it. She had that Alix um, blazer on, like a some type of like. Yeah, whatever. She was just wearing Dude, them. Dude, it's and, okay to do the full Bella Fit check, all right? Everyone was it's not a threat to your masculinity. It's fine. We all have the internet. I was trying to remember. I think we all it was have like, the Wi-Fi. I think it was Glenn Plaid, the blazer. I was trying to think of the- An Elite's Glenn Plaid blazer. I think it was. Sam Hine, is that right? And then the mini skirt. She looked. She was at the Off-White show, I think. A mini skirt and some triple S. Yeah. Shout out Bella. Something like that. Anyway. Just, I, just, I just think like- the the trends are whipping around fast enough as it is right now. We can give the grandpa sneaker more than sixty days. Let's let's let this thing evolve. Let's let it marinate. Let there are more to come. Absolutely. I want to see more. And anyway, so Versace hired a young um designer, a guy named I think his name is Salah something. I don't I don't really remember his name. I think he worked for Kanye. He's like a cool guy, a genuinely cool yeah. guy. He's in, I'm like had been following him on Instagram. He's got good taste. And he's a Versace designer sneakers with two chains. That's awesome. Um I'm gonna stick with the footwear thing. Okay, so um in in Paris, France, there's a store called Anatomica. I was yeah. first introduced to it by um, this friend of mine that you guys may know. His name is Noah Johnson. What up? He took me to Anatomica, and this place is like an old school footwear joint, but they ha- also do like 
really amazing shirts and kind of um, uh, uh, like old tailoring that references uh, French military uniforms from the past, naval uniforms, stuff like that. It's like a real, and you go in there and it's like intense and they just ignore, <laughs> they ignore you for a while yeah. and you have to like stick with it and show that you mean it before they acknowledge you and before they will help you. Uh, the place is tiny. It's the, it's the size of the GQ style podcast studio. Um, anyway, I was in there, right? And um, I was trying on some corduroy pants, as I do. Yep. And I can't – they were like, okay, yeah, they, they might be a little short for you, but why don't you step into this little closet dressing room? And then I come out wearing the pants, like waiting for them to comment on the pants. Yeah. And they told me that my shoes are total shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, uh, you know, basically they, they I took off my shoes in order to put on the pants. Yeah. And they – just it drew their attention to, to their <laughs> shoes and they told me that my shoes were gonna put me in the hospital oh my god and i was like i didn't first of all thank you because i got like foot issues yeah I, the whole thing was so it was very french and very anatomical but point being <laughs> i had for the first time since i was in maybe like fourth grade yeah they took out that little foot measuring thing yeah. and they told me a bunch of stuff i did not know about my feet even though I, I have like an active relationship with a podiatrist, <laughs> they told they told me more at Anatomica about my feet than a guy with an MD and feet. Yeah, and it turns out that although I have big feet, I have narrow feet, and uh -huh. I need very specific shoes. I need to stop wearing shoes that are total shit that are going to send me to the hospital. <laughs> um, and I learned so much. Did you walk away with a pair of shoes? I did not. Okay, but you walked away they with information. They, they, ha they had a pair of Aldens that were in my size, yeah. which is huge but narrow. Yeah. Um, but it was it's very expensive to buy a pair of Aldens. In Europe. Designed by Anatomica for Anatomica in Europe in Euros. Yeah. And so it just ultimately didn't make sense. So this was like, and they were not, there was like no bad vibes that they told, they've, they changed my whole life for zero euros. Yeah. They were just like, <laughs> now you know. What they were like, they were basically like, welcome to the rest of your life. Yeah. Holy so shit. So my vibe is real shoes yeah. that fit your feet. Yeah. Going to a place that has those little foot measuring devices. Yeah. They're like ancient yeah. torture contraptions. Yeah. Um, find out your actual shoe size and then you're going to find me wearing like real bench-made English shoes from now on for sure because I don't want to go to the hospital over my feet. You got to walk you want to walk at least for the rest of your life. Uh, for the bare minimum rest of my <laughs> life. Real shoes. Um so one of the collections that I like the most for the next vibe and I always like this collection but I want to point out something about it is Missoni. Beautiful, beautiful. Their menswear just keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. We're big fans. Uh, we've covered them, you know, shout outs to friend of the pod mayor who uh, is the men's designer over at Missoni. And friend of the pod, Brad Pitt, who wore the shit out of some Missoni in the national parks this summer. Absolutely. <clears throat> I just think it's important. I'm also, this is, there's, this is a line I'm boosting from the um, yet to be published spring issue of GQ Style. But someone in there says, the thing about fashion is what really matters, I'm paraphrasing and kind of making this up, what really matters is someone who can design and make something that's induplicatable. Someone who can design and make something that's induplicatable. I so cannot I guess, be duplicated. I guess we'll just we'll continue to leave the person who said that and who says that in the upcoming spring issue of GQ Style anonymous. But I was just trying to imagine like Sam and Person X being on the phone together, yeah. and the dude just being like, "No, I'm looking for things that are induplicatable." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sam was like, yeah, word. And I was just, that kind of like stuck with me. And uh, I think it really means something. It's it's not, you don't always know what can be duplicated or not. You don't know, like, I'm not even just in terms of like what's proprietary or what someone can afford to produce. Yeah. But, and, and what Genius Mind can sort of come up with. But Missoni does a thing with looms and with, fabrics and materials that no one else can actually do and they're applying it to some really fly menswear and it keeps getting better and this collection is sick and i just think more than just being like cool and colorful and kind of unique looking it's also important to note that like no one else can actually do this that's right and actually what 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 person x in the spring issue of gq style was getting at was that we have a responsibility to the planet earth i think i think there was actually an article that you retweeted that scared the hell out of me yeah which is about how fashion is destroying the earth yeah and we're increasingly making a bunch of crap yeah um that we do not need it's like the largest waste product that humans make is is it, clothing. It's clothing. Yeah. yeah, not really fashion, but clothing yeah. broadly. Yeah. Um, this is this is scary. Go to Noah Johnson's Twitter and find this find this article. Um, and what part of what Person X is saying is that we actually have a responsibility not to make more stuff yeah. that already exists yeah. in another form. That's so correct. like stop. And um, that is like a very GQ style way, whether you're making clothes or whether you like us are buying them or slash just sitting around talking about them all the time. <laughs> um, don't if, 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 it, if it if it's if it's not unduplicatable. See that? Yeah. Don't fuck with it. Don't mess with it. Um, I'm I just am feeling the like the um, the like kind of street level hot take vibe of today's podcast yeah and uh i'm coming down clearly uh on the side of the drake song god's plan yeah that's my vibe yeah that song is amazing um i was with several people uh in in recent weeks who were just like yeah it's kind of garbage wow strong disagree also um spotify announced that it broke the record for most first day streams ever 14 million yeah wild dude People love Drake. Yeah, still. He's been doing it a long time now. It's not like... And I'm here to say, I love Drake. I do too. You know? Drake, the thing about Drake's singles, though, is I never... This I don't know what this says about me. I never get them the first time around. Yeah, it takes a second. Uh, that, li- that, strong, that song has no discernible structure whatsoever, yeah. which is incredible that it's, like, by one metric, the biggest pop song, single-day pop song of all time. Yeah. It, it, is, stru- it is structureless. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back in. Um... I, he also has one line every time, like one like Guinness Book yeah. lyric every yeah. time. I'm I'm not gonna play myself and quote it, yeah. um, but it you know it's like on um, when I first heard the the Rihanna the work yeah. featuring Drake, I was like, man, that verse is like weird and kind of never comes together. And my friend was like, yeah, dude. But he said, if you had a twin, I would still choose you. <laughs> That's like Hall of Fame <laughs> legendary. <laughs> Like sensitive pimp talk. Yeah. So God's plan by Drake. Fourteen million people can't be wrong. Um, I'm gonna do a quick trend report for the next vibe. One of the things oh, there's a funny story behind this too. So Prada's collection, um, which I'm still, you know, digesting and unpacking, but it one of the keys to the the Prada collection that was shown a week ago were these badge holders. Uh like yeah. security badge holders that hang around the neck. Basically like what this extremely corporate lunch yeah. On trend piece accessory, which is like if you know you work in a corporate office building, you need a badge that works as a key fob to sort of scan you in and you wear them like on a clip or on a lanyard around your neck. This is common American corporate 
fashion. Absolutely. I think they're fucking awesome. You're going to buy a Prada one? Hold on. The day before the Prada show, I was sitting on the couch with my wife looking at clothes on the internet, and I said to her, I, I, I don't know what turned me on to it, but I, I ended up on Prada's website, and I found this badge holder with a, gold, a black leather badge holder that hangs around your neck with a gold Prada logo on it. And I turned it, and I showed it to her, and I was like, I'm getting this. This is dope. I'm going to just start wearing this around my neck. The next day, Prada had a show, and every model was wearing a badge holder around his That's neck. That's right. People, I would say one of my takeaways is that, like, you know, people have been coming for Alessandra Michele's neck yeah. for the last however many seasons. Yeah. They're coming for Dimna's neck, too. Yeah. Including Alessandro. Definitely. He's doing these, like, nylon Gucci puffers yeah. that are pretty, like, Gramps core. Yeah. Even though his collection is, like, the opposite of, yeah. of, of normie stuff. And then it's just, like, yeah. And Dimna's world's expanding, too. Like, this Vetmon collection he just showed didn't maybe get the attention that it, they've gotten in the past for various reasons. Maybe people were just concerned about, you know, which designer was going to which house. But it was it an interesting collection. I think he added a lot to that Vetmont world in terms of it's more like fashiony, fashiony, and there's more layers. It's more interesting. I wouldn't know. Wasn't invited. Damn. Yeah. Real talk. Um, on that awkward note. <laughs> um. I've been on the road for the last two and a half weeks, um, and with with a lot of a lot of moving between cities. And I'm here to fully endorse when you travel. You, all right, this is there's a couple steps to this. First of all, um, if you're going to a hotel that has like Bellman, yeah, you don't let them take your bags, yeah, because it'll often disappear into the Bellman's closet, and then you get up to your room, and then then they never appear. Especially if you're in Italy. Absolutely. So, so when they're like, "Oh, sir, welcome. Can we take your bags?" The answer is no. Yeah. Don't touch my bags. I'll hang on. To if these. they if they worry that you're like carrying contraband or something, that's fine. Yeah. It's good to keep them guessing. Let them worry. Yeah. You, you want them, You want to keep keep those guys on their toes. Yeah. So you keep your bags with you. You check into the hotel. You take them up to your room yourself. Yeah. You walk in, and before you do anything, like collapse on the bed. Uh, and pull out your phone and start trolling Instagram or like signing onto Wi-Fi, you know, jumping through hoops to try to get on Wi-Fi. You unpack your entire bag. Yeah. You hang everything up. Go set your set your toiletries up in the bathroom. You move in to the hotel. Yeah. Move in completely. Occupy it. Make it your own. Get get your garms all all you know looking nice. Uh, it's really the best way to relax. Um, it's the best way to feel um, sane. Uh, during a hardcore travel situation. And that really pays off after you've been there for like two days. Absolutely. When you when you know that like you didn't have to dig around and throw your stuff on the floor and make a mess and whatever. Yeah, it's just not embarrassing. <laughs> if, if your homie comes over to your room because yeah. you guys need to like do some work together or have a drink or whatever it might be doing, like you're they walk into your room and you're it's like, damn, dude, your life is together. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'm not playing around. I'm an adult. <laughs> So it's the the vibe is the full hotel unpack. Yeah. Uh with the the important little asterisk that you keep your bags with you yourself the whole time. Right, cuz that 20 minutes that you would have been waiting or 45 minutes you would have been waiting for that bellhop to come up with your bag, you do this whole thing. It's done. No, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um vibe number next, potentially last. Vibe number last. I got one more. All right. This is not the last vibe. I, I I got vibes all day. This is a really expansive 13 vibes. We're really taking each vibe out for a walk today. I mean, this is the not-so-fast lightning round of corporate lunch. This is episode 19, so... Um, the we're next, taking liberties. We're, we're going places. <laughs> the, the next vibe... Oh, the next vibe is um, New York City's very own clout corridor. <laughs> a place... 
Man. A place I love to hang out where you can find me on the weekends in my Balenciaga Triple S sneakers. The Clout Corridor. So New York Magazine wrote a, a very on point, very funny, and very condescending article about this section of New York City surrounding um, various like streetwear shops. Basic, what is there? It's like Palace and V Files and 21 Mercer, the Nike store, and. Oh, a little place called Supreme. Supreme. You may, you may have heard. You may have heard of the influential skate shop well, called Supreme. That's right. They're they're trying to. They're trying to move. They move it west a little bit. That's right. They're trying to move it over to Mercer and Howard, where there's Stadium Goods, Billionaire Boys Club, all the Off White stores over there. I mean, which is funny because Virgil Abloh has been saying for as long as people have been putting recording devices in front of Virgil Abloh yeah. that it's like Lafayette. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they went down there and I don't know, shot some portraits of kids, talked to some kids and, um, and they wrote kind of an interesting piece about it. I just want to read the lead real quick. If I were, if I were the mother of a teenage boy who owned more than three pairs of sneakers and spent longer than 60 seconds looking at himself in the mirror each morning, the intersection of Mercer and Howard streets in Soho is where I would go looking for him if he ever went missing. (laughs) My take was very funny. I I enjoy that a lot. And, uh, teenage boys are funny and they're awesome. Like these kids are awesome to me yeah. these kids one of the kids is like this is just where i feel comfortable expressing myself he's like a gay kid who like doesn't want to sit in class all day and um is super funny and cool and i'm like hell yeah the kids have been doing that for ages they used to do it on saint mark's you know like yeah. you go down here where you could be yourself and find other weirdos it's a little different when it's around you know it entirely is based on just commerce it's a little it gets to be a little bit like well eh, you're just like giving your money away you know like yeah but uh, like is it based on commerce because what what was the vibe on saint mark's right it was like wallet chains yeah uh music liberty spikes liberty spikes skateboards yeah. you know it's like kind of the same. i mean the those those kids are sitting around i'm sure talking about like drops yeah music yeah pot i mean i think that Dope. one of the kids is actually like secretly buying a pot referencing palace shirt yeah and his mom gets his mom's like oh is that weird <laughs> well at least it's not sex um so i just want to shout out the clout corridor and oh oh hold on sorry my we point- should do an episode of corporate lunch <laughs> live from the clout corridor oh yeah so and people were really clowning on these fuck boys and i'm just like i don't i mean they're literally teens but the other funny thing is <laughs> I, I was also like i don't know man like I see a lot of grown ass men wearing like Kith and Twenty One Mercer Nike stuff yeah, and man. Palace, and I kind of think that it's maybe actually not the teens, but the grown ass men that are keeping these places Absolutely. in business. And like, so it was just this funny like little twist on it where I was like, yeah, we could kind of clown this whole scene and make it seem like teen boys are like the laughing stock of the universe, and um, these kids, I don't know, like, are these goofy clowns but it feels like maybe this is perfect time for us to bring some of the some of our own dad energy i totally to the clout corridor yeah we gotta do it man <laughs> for the respect for the community for the culture for the people for the fans of corporate lunch and we just down there we, well we're gonna set what we're gonna do is we're gonna set up a table on the clout corridor plug in corporate lunch set up some um set like rope off a little area and set up some collapsible chairs yeah and then we're gonna card card people coming in and see the actual age of the average person in the clout corridor what do you think it is because this this article would lead you to believe it's like 16.7 years old i think more dudes are pushing 30 probably yeah going in there i I think you're right i think the i think the mean median mean and median age could be in the 28 and a half the other thing we'll do at our table is sell uh ricardo tishi designed gq style merch corporate lunch merch absolutely (laughs) 
on the streets. It's going to start, look, it's going to start with an exclusive bandana drop, and yep. it's going to expand from there. We are pivoting to merch. Uh, speaking of old people being into the clout corridor, um, I, I have like a, a, a Will Regrets moment from Paris, France. Uh-huh. Um, MAG wanted to go into the Supreme store. Uh-huh. So I followed him in there. I was a little <laughs> bit like, uh, the yeah. Paris Supreme store is dope. I was a little bit like, uh, uh. and then I get in there and I see a Supreme shot, you know, shot NYC, the leather jacket yeah. purveyors, the inventors of the perfecto, yep. the legendary of course. jacket makers, Supreme shot collaboration, workman's jacket with a leopard lining oh my God. size, extra large. Go. Sitting right there, sitting right there on the hanger. Cop it. I try it on. Yeah. It fits like lamp. It fits like it is my own skin. I don't like where this is going. Put it back on the hanger and walked out. No. Regret it. <laughs> Regret. I mean, cut to me on the airplane Wi-Fi last night, just like furiously going to <laughs> going to sites I'd never been to before. <laughs> deep, <laughs> oh, deep, no. deep in the in the like supreme um, resale market. Yeah, it gets ugly. In yeah, there. it doesn't exist. Did you? Was that decision solely because of the label, or was it just like the money and the feeling at the time? Yeah, like, no, I, I was just like not in I mean, a headspace to. It was like six hundred thirty euros. Yeah. I just was not like. You know, sometimes it's like the credit card's at the front of your wallet. Other right. times it's at the back. Yep. The, the credit card was deep at the back of my wallet. I had really just had my mind blown at Anatomica and was like, wow, I need to invest in some you real bench-made shoes. worried about your feet. Yeah, I was worried about going to the, my, going to the foot hospital yeah. uh, because of the way these guys basically <laughs> rearranged my whole lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and it just didn't feel right. But um, anyway, if any corporate lunch listeners out there have the black extra-large Supreme X-Shot work jacket with the leopard lining, um, uh, tweet at Noah. Help a homie out. Tweet at Noah and he'll let me know. DM me. I will broker this. I will be the proxy. Yeah, no, I'll pay. I'll pay above face value. Let's go, um, guys. When we come back, it's going to be episode twenty. It's going to happen. Corporate lunch is here. Corporate lunch is real. Corporate lunch is here to stay. We're here to stay. We'll see you next time. <laughs>